know your goal, know your end goal in mind. Before I even signed up for the Chase Sapphire Preferred card, I knew my end goal. Before I signed up for the Southwest cards, I knew my end goal. So I did the research to know when to sign up to get the biggest bonuses. And I knew exactly the dates that I had to hit the spending by. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today, I'm sharing with you our personal experience, my husband and I, on how we've managed a travel hack using two very specific credit cards. I'm gonna be breaking it down for you, telling you a little bit about our personal experience because if you're ready to start travel hacking using credit cards, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming, a little bit intimidating, and I totally felt that when we first started this process. And so I wanna give you some tips, share with you the cards we love, which ones we liked, and if we could do it all over again, which one we would go with. Here's the truth, though, and I want to make this disclaimer. Credit card travel hacking isn't for everyone. In fact, about 10 years ago, it would not have been something I could have managed to do. And here's why. Travel hacking using credit card points requires very extreme discipline. Discipline. And discipline is what I lacked many, many, many years ago. So if I had tried to jump into credit card travel hacking and I didn't have the discipline I needed, I would have ended up in a ton of debt because I was struggling with overspending. I was struggling with emotional spending. I didn't have any discipline or consistency. But once you've developed discipline, once you've done the work to get your spending and your money in order, travel hacking is possible without going overboard or without going into debt at all all. And that's what we've done. We have not gone into debt to travel hack. We have never carried a balance on our credit card, meaning that that interest rate has never kicked in for us because of the discipline. So here's the deal. If you're listening to this and you are like, you know what? I don't think I have the discipline. I want you to stop right now and don't listen to this episode because the last thing I want is for you to want to do something, want to start travel hacking with credit card points, but not have the discipline in place and end up in debt. But if you're like, hey, I have the discipline, I have my money and spending in order, I'm ready to use credit cards to earn free flights and points to cover your travel expenses, then this episode is for you. So I'm going to be breaking down kind of like a little roadmap of the two different cards that we have personally used, because I'm not gonna talk to you about one I've never used before, and exactly what it looked like for us to get the points, how we redeem them and everything. So here we go. The first card that is actually the most recent credit card that we've used to travel hack or start the travel hacking process is the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. Now, our family, my husband and I, love, love this card. And this is actually the second card we've used to travel hack. So I'm going to explain exactly how we earned enough points to qualify for really anything great. So the first thing is this card is, it's very well known in the credit card travel hacking industry or groups, right? It's very, it's very much a, if you want to do this for the very first time, this is the perfect card for you to dive into. So the bonus that we earned was actually 100,000 points. So when we signed up, the Chase Sapphire Preferred card had a bonus available where you could earn 100,000 bonus points as long as you spend $4,000 in the first three months. So once you open the card, you have three months to spend $4,000. 
$4,000. If you meet that threshold, which on the app, on the Chase app, you can see exactly where you are and how much left you need to spend. When you meet that threshold, you will get the 100,000 points. And that's why we wanted this card. We wanted this card because we wanted those 100,000 points. And the way we earned it actually is we knew we were going to be going to taking our kids to Disney World in over spring break. So we knew already we wanted to go to Disney World. So the way we earned that $4,000 in the first three months was we actually booked our Disney trip and put it on that credit card and then turned around and paid that credit card off immediately from money we had in savings. Meaning we never accrued interest on that. We never paid interest for the amount we put on the card. Now, our Disney trip wasn't quite $4,000, so we put a couple of other things on there to get us to our bonus points, and that's when our 100,000 bonus points kicked in. So right now, at the time I'm recording this, we actually have over 115,000 reward points, meaning we can use those points for lots of different things, and that's why I really really like the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. Here's what you can use. You can use it for travel. So that includes flights, cars, cruises, hotels, even vacation rentals. You can actually use the points for cash back. So I know people that will earn cash back and they'll use that cash back to buy Christmas gifts. You can redeem the points for gift cards and so much more. It's really so great because it offers you a lot of variety and how you can actually use the points. Another great thing is that if you, you can actually earn points for people using your referral link. So I'll drop a referral link here in the show notes. And if you sign up, if you're like, yes, Allison, this is something I want. I want to start earning these points. I want to get this bonus. Then you can actually sign up and I'll get some points and once you hit that bonus period, right? Once you hit that 100,000 point bonus or whatever the bonus is at the time. That's the thing with these cards It's important to know which one and strategically pick them at the right time because sometimes the bonus is only 80,000 points bonus and sometimes it's 100,000 points. So my friend Chris got in on it when it was 80,000 points when he met that threshold, whereas I waited about maybe two weeks later and it upped it to 100,000 bonus points whenever I met that threshold. The issue is that we don't always know, right? They don't tell us. They don't tell us what it's going to be. So right now, our family has over 115,000 bonus points. And here's our plan for this. Because when I signed up for this card, I had a very specific purpose. I knew that I wanted to use these points to help us travel hack our way in our summer vacation that we're going to be taking next summer. So our plan, our family is going to Banff in Canada, Banff National Park. And these bonus points will allow us to book four flights, four direct flights from Houston to Calgary in Canada and back, right? Round trip flights that will cover that. And then the points that I have coming on my next statement are going to allow us to also rent a car or an SUV actually while we are there for a week. So we're going to go for a full week and the credit card points will allow us to, like I said, fly there free, 100% free and rent a car free. Everything will be covered. It's going to be amazing. We do have five nights already booked and and actually a timeshare. My in-laws have a timeshare and they've loaned us 
a timeshare. So that will be minimal cost, just transferring it over to our name. And then we're going to book another two nights, I don't know, in a, in a hotel somewhere. We haven't decided that. But what's so wonderful is that we are able to do this fly there, rent the car for free. And who knows, maybe by the time we rent the hotel, we'll be able to rent the hotel for free too. Meaning that all we'll have to pay for when we're there is gas, food, and our activities, which makes traveling to somewhere beautiful and rather expensive normally, it makes it just a little bit more cost efficient. So that's why I honestly just absolutely love the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. It does have a $95 annual fee, but here's the deal. If you're going to use the points, then the points make up for that $95 annual fee. So when you open the card, what's going to happen is that $95 is going to go on your first statement, but that $95 does not count towards the amount you need to spend. So unfortunately, you can't count that towards getting your extra bonus. Um, Like I said before, though, if this is not something that you feel like you can control with discipline, then I would not get it. And at the end, after I tell you about the next card, I'm going to give you a lot of some tips to remember to help you when it comes to credit card travel hacking, things that we've just kind of learned along the way that will help you stay focused and not go into debt. Because that is what I do not want for you. I do not want you to go into debt while credit card travel hacking because it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Today's episode is brought to you by the Budgeting Basics email course. If you're new to budgeting or if you need a refresher, then this free email course is for you. I'll walk you through exactly how to write a budget, get started with paying off debt, and saving money. You'll also get access to my free resource library where I have a collection of free printables to help you get your finances organized once and for all. Simply click the link in the show notes to get started. It's 100% free. The second card that we have used to travel hack is actually the Southwest credit card. So we earned the companion pass back in 2019. The way I earned it back then is I opened up a personal credit card, Southwest credit card, and I earned, I think it was 40,000 bonus points by spending a certain amount in the first three months. And then I also opened up a Southwest business credit card. So for my business Inspire Budget, I put most of my purchases on a credit card and I just pay the credit card off several times a month. And that allows me to earn points for flights. When we reached a certain amount, I think it was 110,000 points between the two cards, we earned the companion pass. Now, the companion pass is for Southwest is essentially, since the card is in my name, the credit card's in my name, I can choose a companion to ride free, to fly, not ride, fly free with me anywhere I go. And all they have to do is pay taxes, which I think round trip in the States is like $11.20 round trip. So my husband, I could name him as my companion, could fly free with me anywhere I went. And then we would use points from the card to pay for my flight. So essentially, we could go somewhere for basically $22.40 because of the taxes on each flight. 
Now, the thing with the companion pass is the sooner you earn it, the better. Because once you qualify for the companion pass, you can use it the remainder of that calendar year and the following calendar year. So we earned the companion pass in August 2019. Our first flights, we took, we went to Niagara Falls. We flew to New York and drove across the border with our friends uh, Chris from Popcorn Finance and his wife Vina. So we went on a little couples trip and we took, we've gone to Colorado, we've gone to Mexico twice. So we've used the companion pass several times. Another thing with the companion pass is you can change your companion. I think it's up to three or maybe it's up to five times. You'll have to look at the details on that. So I could essentially say, oh, I want to go on a girl's trip with my friend Anna. So I could change my companion to her so that way she could fly free as well. So it just, you know, it just offers a little bit of options for anyone who wants to travel and who uses Southwest. So we have actually two airports in Houston and one of them Southwest flies out of all the time and the other one Southwest just started flying out of. So it's very convenient for us to use the Southwest Companion Pass. So it's been really, really great. We loved it. Actually, it's ending this year. So we had a bit of an extension due to the pandemic. Southwest kind of extended their Companion Pass dates for two years, essentially. And so at the end of 2021, our Companion Pass ends. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to go for that one again. I actually like the idea of my husband opening up a Chase sapphire preferred card because then we could use our points together so he could earn more points and i can earn points and we can combine them which i love the idea of being able to do that so however the southwest companion pass was a really great way for us to dip our toes into travel hacking using credit cards Now let's dive into some very, very, very important things to remember when you first get started with travel hacking using credit cards. The first thing is that when you choose a card, first do your research, right? Don't just sign up for a card because I told you to. I don't want you to do that. I want you to look at the fine print. I want you to ask yourself, are you actually going to use it? And that's one reason why I love the Chase Sapphire Preferred card is because it can be redeemed for so many things. So even if you don't travel a lot, you can redeem it for cash back, for gift cards. So many, you have so many options with it. So first, do your research. Number two, know your goal. Know your end goal in mind. Before I even signed up for the Chase Sapphire Preferred card, I knew my end goal. Before I signed up for the Southwest cards, I knew my end goal. So I did the research to know when to sign up to get the biggest bonuses. And I knew exactly the dates that I had to hit the spending by. So it's important for you to know that because you don't want to sign up for this and then miss the spending limit, right? And not get to earn all of those points because the purpose of doing it is really to earn the points. The purpose isn't to just have a credit card and go into debt. The purpose is to take advantage of the points they offer and not go into debt. When you do get these credit cards, my number one recommendation is to get the bonuses fast by putting large purchase on your credit card right away. So for us, that looked like actually booking other vacations. Whenever we were using the Southwest credit card, we earned our bonus very quickly because we already knew, my husband and I already knew, we were going to be going on a trip, the two of us, 
to an adults-only, all-inclusive resort that summer. So what we did was we actually had already saved the money for it. We put the purchase on the credit card and then immediately paid the credit card off. Getting that large purchase on the credit card allowed us to meet our limit right away. I think it was we had to spend $3,000 in the first three or four months. And so that allowed us to hit the limit on that card right away. That way we didn't have to overspend in other areas of our life to try to meet that goal. And then just like I said with the Chase Sapphire Preferred, we had already planned on going to Disney. We had the money and savings. So instead of using our debit card to pay for Disney, we used the credit card to earn the points. So if you can, if you have a large purchase coming up, put it on that credit card to help you get to that point level, to help you meet that bonus points before the period ends. That way you actually get to reap the benefits of these credit cards and use them to travel hack. Another tip I have, and I cannot mention this enough, is to please, please, please don't try to do this if you don't have discipline with your spending. If you have a tendency to overspend, it's not worth it. It's just really not. Also, one thing that we do is we set very clear boundaries with our credit card spending. So for instance, we might put some recurring payments on it, but we don't put our groceries on it. We don't put restaurants on it. Those variable expenses do not go on our credit card because I know myself well enough to know that I will overspend on them if I use the credit card as a debit card. Now, some people have amazing discipline and they won't struggle with this at all. Some people put all of their spending for the whole month on the credit card and just pay it off at the end of the month. But to me, that takes a lot of discipline. And even though I've been doing this for 10 years, I just tend to spend, I just tend to want to spend more money. I tend to be a spender. And so I know that that's not the right choice for me and our family because it's just not worth the possibility of almost reverting back to those old habits that I used to have. So you don't have to, it's not It's not this all or nothing, right? When it comes to spending on your credit card, you don't have to put everything on it. You can pick and choose. And that's exactly what we do. We pick and choose larger purchases that we're going to put on it. And we don't use it for every single thing that we buy. Another important tip to remember is that you don't want to get hit with the interest rates on these cards. Look, I don't even honestly know the interest rates on my cards because I have never paid interest. I make it my mission, my goal to make sure I am paying off the balance in full every month. And sometimes I'll pay it off every single week or I'll even make a payment right after a transaction clears. And the reason is that I don't want to get hit with the interest. I don't want to spend the money on my credit card If I don't have the money in my checking account or my savings account to pay myself back, I do not spend on the credit card. And that helps just set these really clear boundaries so that I don't end up in debt trying to earn credit card points. My last tip is to actually use the points. I know this might sound silly, but there are people out there that earn these points and then just never use them. Don't let them sit there. Enjoy them. You are hacking the system, essentially. That's why they call it credit card hacking, credit card travel hacking. You're hacking the system, so go ahead and use them. And like I said, with the companion pass, you have to use it for flights for the Southwest companion pass, which, you know, if you don't fly a lot, it might not be the best card for you. But if you're flying a lot and you're traveling a lot, then it's a great option. But the Chase Sapphire Preferred card has so many things that you can redeem for that don't have to do with travel that it's a great one to pick if you're not a big traveler. You can click the link in my show notes to check out both cards and to learn more about them. 
at the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question I get from Instagram. And I went onto Instagram a couple of days ago and I said, hey, I'm about to record two podcast episodes. Let me know what you want to hear. What, what is it that you want me to answer? And I got this question from Kimiki on Instagram. And she says her only debt left is the house. They have a six-month six month emergency fund complete. So we have six months in emergency fund. The only left debt, the only debt left is the house. Should she invest or pay the house? So I think that this is a very common question. And honestly, I think that it depends on the life stage you are in. 10 years ago, I would have said pay the house because 10 years ago, I was 24 and not 34. And the idea of retirement was so far in the future for me. But now that I'm 34 years old, I think you should invest because I see that I don't want to work until I'm 35 or sorry, (laughs) 35. I don't want to work until I'm 65. I see maybe, you know, I want to do part-time work starting at the age of 60 or be able to quit altogether at 62. So for me, investing takes priority because as long as your house payment does not eat up more than say 30% of your take-home pay, you're not going to, you should not struggle with making that mortgage payment. So I think it totally depends on your age. It totally depends on your goals that you have. But me and my life stage, I would say invest. In fact, my husband and I, one way that we, one change we just made this year is we actually refinanced our current house. We bought our house two years ago and we refinanced it from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage and it took our interest rates from 4% to 2.5%. So I know, okay, in the next 15 years, our house will be paid off. Maybe we'll pay it off a year early or two, who knows. But to me, I would rather send all of my extra money that I have to into index funds, into a brokerage account, because I know that that's going to, that money needs time to grow. And if I'm focusing all of my energy on paying off my house, I'm losing time where my money could be growing in the stock market. But like I said, if you had asked me that, you know, 10 years ago, I might say something different because my money would have had more time to grow. So I would say, look at your goals. How old are you? It seems like you're in a really good position, Kimiki. And hopefully you will be able to do a little bit of both as well. If you have any questions about travel hacking, if you want to know any specifics on the credit cards that I've mentioned, you can send me an email, allison at inspiredbudget.com. I will answer you personally, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at inspiredbudget. I'd love to answer your questions because I think that, like I said at the beginning of this episode, it can be overwhelming to not really know what you're doing and there's so much fine print. I'd love to help you work through that so that way you can actually get credit cards that allow you to take free trips just like our family has done, just like we are going to do. We're going to be booking these actual flights here pretty soon, booking our travel arrangements, everything, so that way we are actually travel hacking our family vacation next summer. Ultimately, I hope that this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. If you enjoy the Inspire Budget podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a rating or review on Apple iTunes. All that does it's free. It's free to leave a rating and review. It's free to subscribe or follow to the podcast, no matter where you're listening. But ultimately, leaving those rating and reviews really just helps my podcast get to more listeners. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. I will see you next week on Thursday, same time, same place.